0: Welcome to The Bridge, the official podcast for the University of Maryland Baltimore School of Pharmacy Patients Program. The Patients Program is the bridge between the community and researchers. The Patients Program created this partnership to help researchers listen to the community's voice in order to build a bridge to an effective learning healthcare community. Here's your host, Rodney Elliott.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Bridge. I am Rodney Elliott, the Community Engagement Specialist here at the Patients Program, and we are excited, uber excited to have our first guest to our podcast, Dr. Marianne Clorin. How are you, doctor?
0: I'm well, thank you. Thanks for
1: um, inviting me. You know, I'm so glad you, you, you were available to talk to us today about a very important topic that um, here in Maryland, here in Baltimore, but to be quite frankly, all over the world, people are you know, starting to, you know, um, ears are poking up about this about this issue that's going on. Um, again, our first episode, thank you for joining me. And um, I'm going to give a quick little bio on who I'm talking to today. Dr. Marianne Clorin, she's board certified internal medicine and occupational medicine. She's associate professor at UMB School of Medicine. She studied at UPenn in biology in Germany, and she got a master's at Temple School of Medicine. Then she went on to earn, I'm sorry, she got an MD at Temple School of Medicine. Then she got a master's in public health at John Hopkins School of Hygiene and Public Health. She joined University of Maryland School of Medicine faculty in 2017 as an associate professor of medicine in a division of occupational and environmental medicine. Doctor, was that good enough? That was sufficient?
0: That was good. You didn't mention my jewelry making,
1: but oh. yeah. And i <laughs> Jewelry making. I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, maybe we'll reach out to you again for our jewelry episode. Okay. But today, that's a good way to soften up what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about monkeypox. Um, something that, again, like I mentioned earlier, is, you know, not new, but new to Baltimore with everything that's going on, new to the world, as far as, you know, rebounding out of COVID, I would say. Not even going to say rebound, I'm using basketball analogies, but, you know, COVID hit us and it hit us hard, then all of a sudden you look up, think we're in the clear, and then monkeypox is here. The work I do in the community, Dr. Claren, I get questions all the time about folks wanting to know information about COVID, about, you know, uh, you know research and want to know how can, you know, they stay as healthy as possible. I ask this question to you right now. Let's start off keeping it really simple. What is monkeypox?
0: It's uh, primarily affects the skin. It's a contagious illness caused by um, a virus. It's not a very common virus, um, and um, you know, I think it has some similarities. It's not nearly as uh, severe as uh, smallpox, but it has some. Some it's kind of in that group of viruses. Um, and it, yet pox actually refers to infectious diseases that cause skin pustules. So I mean, everybody's heard of chicken pox. Some of us have had chicken pox. Um, it's kind of a, a similar looking uh, kind of rash, but but more severe or monkey pox.
1: Gotcha, I do remember chicken pox. My mom used to make a really nice chicken noodle soup. I would stay home from <laughs> school and that would be my remedy for chicken pox. I don't think that's the remedy nowadays. You can't go get some chicken noodle soup and Get monkey and, and be done with monkeypox. So, how how can it be spread? How can monkeypox be spread?
0: Yeah, the, the good news about monkeypox is it's not super easily spread. It takes okay. it takes skin to skin contact, um, and and um, the most common way that it's been spread so far is through sexual um, intimacy. So sexual contact skin to skin is the most common way that uh, monkeypox is spread. And, and we do know that you know people living in the same household, for example, don't have a very high risk of contracting monkeypox unless there's a lot of touch. Inside. Gotcha. So um, it's still the most common way is through sexual contact.
1: Sexual contact, a lot of touch. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense then because kids nowadays, you know, you take them to the <laughs> daycare or they're out playing, you know, they'll be touching and contacting folks, you know, all the time. Um, so we know what it is. We know how it's spread. Um, obviously, you know, if you say you can stay away from sex or not touch anybody, is that the only way you can't, you can prevent the spread of monkeypox? Well, that's
0: a good question. You know it is going down. So I think that, you know, case rates are going down. So I think people are paying attention to the, the preventive messaging and are, um, you know, taking precautions um, because, you know, the, the, the usual way that we tell people to avoid sexually transmitted diseases, uh, or, you know, use a condom, right? Yep. Um, but that doesn't really help. Um, that doesn't do anything about the the skin that's not covered by the condom, right? <laughs> where where the, the virus may be. Um, so, yeah, that that is always a good precaution, um, but it's not sufficient for this. Um, I think the, the primary ways to to prevent it um, would be if you have lesions that have not been evaluated. Okay. Uh, those need to be. You should avoid, you know, close touch with with people and get them evaluated in case it is monkeypox. If you have been exposed to somebody who's been diagnosed with monkeypox, then you should avoid close contact with other people you know, during a, um, a monitoring period to make sure that you have not developed monkeypox and and also if you've been exposed seeking the vaccine you know can help um, and that's one of the recommendations for vaccination um, is somebody that has had a, a known uh, exposure
1: gotcha doc and you mentioned the lesions i mean it's pretty clear when you see lesions yeah you definitely want to pay attention to those and go seek medical um, advice, but you know, if you, lesions are that's towards the end of monkeypox, or that's um, after you had it for a while, is is that correct? And if if so, if not, what are some other non-lesion symptoms that are out there that you know makes people you know what? Let me go get checked out. Or, or yeah. Let me go take a look at this.
0: That's a good question. Um, the lesions, it's not really at the end, but I mean, there's a prodrome period. I think is what you're talking about. So in the prodrome, some people prodrome is kind of before you. Before the disease uh, is is easily diagnosable, so it's when okay. the when the virus is maybe incubating, it's there, um, and it may be causing things like um, feeling very fatigued, feeling headachey, feeling achy, um, you know, kind of flu like kind of symptoms, and and that is so common with so many viruses yes. that it, that it's hard, you know, during that phase to know for sure what you have. And, and, and it's possible that you could transmit it um, through respiratory secretions, although we, you know, you'd have to be pretty close to somebody. Um, so certainly if you're feeling sick and, and flu-like, um, it could be COVID, <laughs> it could be influenza, it could be monkeypox, stay away from people. And if you have the respiratory symptoms, put a mask on. The mask on, the, the mask on you, if you're feeling sick, will help prevent the transmission of those droplets of whatever it is that you may be brewing. And you know, it's it's not monkeypox is not the most likely thing, but there are all kinds of viruses that are spread through our secretions that we can um, decrease the chance of infecting others by putting a mask on when we have those symptoms. So that's the beginning of it. Not everybody gets that prodrome. Sometimes people just pop up with the rash, and the beginning of the rash is often kind of flat, and it may be just a couple little flat spots, and it's usually on the areas of the skin that have had contact. Um, and so um, if the main risk is sexual transmission, it may be, you know, in the groin area, um, you know, lower abdomen, um, okay. uh, you know, that kind of area. Um, from the flat uh, kind of spots, then what typically happens is a bit of a bump. And then you may have a fluid-filled bump. And that's kind of like, like you see with chickenpox, right? And yeah. then it progresses to what we call pustules, and the, the fluid becomes kind of pussy in the um, in, the, the lesions and it may ooze, may ooze something looks like pus. It sounds disgusting, <laughs> and then then it proceeds to scab. And so right. for most people, that is over a two to three week period. And once the scabs have cleared um, and normal skin is there, you know, there's no more risk of uh, infecting other people.
1: Doc, you know, we are in October. Um, you know, obviously we're in the fall season, and you mentioned it earlier, talking about the flu and you know COVID and Uh, people getting colds, and so it's very important for folks to pay attention to their health. Um, It's easy to, I wouldn't, easy is the wrong word, not even want to say that, but if you see lesions or if you see pustules, then that's a kind of clear indicator. Um, You know, you mentioned just using some of those same precautions that we use during COVID. You're talking about, you know, staying away from folks, you know, not touching a lot, wearing the mask again. if you were giving advice to folks who are, you know, still want to go out and they want to go shopping, they want to go to the movies, they want to go, what type of advice would you share with folks on, you know, not necessarily being paranoid about still living life like that? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I
0: think first of all, don't go out and do those things if you're feeling sick with something that could be contagious because you could be spreading it. Right, it's so, important. Or, or wearing a mask. You may have to do errands, but if you have those symptoms, you know, put a put a mask on. And I'm talking about respiratory kind of symptoms, right? Right now, not a mask isn't going to help you a whole lot if you have a rash <laughs> on your legs. <laughs> you're keeping it covered. <laughs> Um, gotcha. Getting getting medical attention right away if you if you get a weird rash because um, there are diagnostic tests now um, most doctors know how to do testing um, for monkeypox um, you, know, you can check with your doctor first whether they're equipped to do it and if not you know find a provider that is um, but uh, commercial laboratories now when this first started popping up around the country uh, samples had to be sent to the health department and there was a bit of, there was a a, a lag time between getting tested and getting the results. And you know, like during that period of time, there's always the risk of, of spreading it to other people because you don't know what's going on. And now the the time period for getting a diagnosis is much shorter and commercial labs are, are able to do the tests. So a lot of progress has been made there. But for people going out and, and doing normal things, you're not going to pick up monkeypox by going to the store or going to the okay. movie. um so I don't think you need to worry about that. Now, if you're at the movies and somebody is coughing their head off next to you, I'd move. <laughs> I
1: mean, no, that's that's yeah. that's that that is that is a real honest answer because you know nowadays even you know if monkeypox wasn't around and we're you know everybody's kind of getting back out and we're talking about COVID and you hear someone sneeze or you or you hear someone cough nowadays you look at them a little different yeah. nowadays or you look in that direction like oh man like what is that what's going on. Yeah. Pre-COVID, we didn't have none of that. Someone sneezed, bless you, thank you, whatever. So, But that's something to be aware of. Um, you share with me, Doc, in an email, what I will definitely share with our audience, awesome resources and websites and links where folks can get all the information they want on um, monkeypox. You know, I know when I'm home or even if I'm online looking around, I can't go without looking at something on TV or, like I said, looking online, or even here on the radio, Advertisement for COVID-19 vaccines and where you can get a test, stuff like that. I don't hear so much about COVID. I'm sorry, I don't hear that a lot about monkeypox. So if folks were looking for information besides the websites or, or, or beside the links, where could they go for information on finding out about monkeypox?
0: Um, the Maryland Department of Health sends out letters to all the clinicians in the state, you know, regularly. They just sent one out, uh, like a day ago about, um, safety in doing diagnostic testing. Um, so I, I think most docs are pretty aware of it. They may or may not be offering, um, you know, diagnostic testing for it, but I think most doctors would know where to send their patients to get help. Um, the vaccine for monkeypox is not widely available yet, but it's becoming more available. Okay. And the um and and most so most regular doctors' offices you know don't have access to the vaccine yet. That may that may be different next week. I mean, it's it, things are changing pretty quickly. But I think the you know, good place to start is your doctor's office, and and they can advise you. Um, the health department is another uh, place to check. Um, if you don't have a doctor, you know you can check with the health department. Um, if people are interested in the vaccine. Um, or if they need the vaccine because they know of an exposure, there is a way to register through uh, a website that I'm sure you're going to be sharing with.
1: Yes, I will. I will be sharing a website for our viewers, our listeners.
0: And what you do at that site is you you put in your information and your risk factors and then um, it's it's evaluated for whether you are eligible based on your risk factors for the vaccine. And the eligibility for this is changing as the vaccine becomes more available. And as we're, we're better able to distribute it to people, the eligibility criteria are likely to change as well. Um, but right now it's not available to everybody that wants it. It's, it's available to people with specific risk factors.
1: Gotcha. Doc, we're almost towards the end here. I got two more questions for you then we're gonna get out of here. Um, here at the patients program, we try to um, arm or gear or give confidence to our um, partners who we work with or community members when they take control of their health. So we try to arm them with information they need so when they go talk to their doctors or their care providers, they can feel confident in doing that. So you talked about it earlier about you know getting vaccines and you know getting the test and getting vaccines. Is this something that we should be sharing with our partners or community members to take control of when they do go to that doctor's office, like you know, ask about monkeypox. Even if you don't have it, even if you don't have a symptom, right? That's that's important.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's 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 good advice. Um, if, if you do have symptoms, you know, one of the things that uh, can be really helpful to your doc is just sort of understanding the timeline of your symptoms. So you can keep is. some notes. You know. When did you start to feel that way? And when did the rash pop up? And, you know, honestly, if you can't get into your doctor for a couple of days and you have some weird lesions, taking pictures of them can be a big help because with monkeypox, they evolve. And with other other skin conditions as well, um, having a, a photograph of what it is that you see today and you know, can help your doctor two days from now when it has changed. Um, so I think that's um, a useful trick. Uh, and then um, being honest about um, you know, your history and, and risk factors is important as well. Your doctor can't make the best recommendations without really understanding. If he doesn't know, yeah. right?
1: That's correct. Yeah. Dr. Clarence, so when COVID struck, you know, it was new to everyone, we were kind of learning on the fly. Um, unfortunately, a lot of folks got sick and, you know, some a lot of folks also lost their lives, which is very unfortunate. But it seems like, and again, I'm no professional, it seems like we understand a little bit more about monkeypox and a little bit more prepared this time. Um, what is that attributed to? And then also, is there something that scientists and professionals in your um, specialty area are still figuring out about monkeypox? Yeah, that's, you know,
0: monkeypox is not a new it's not a new disease like COVID was, but it's acting differently than the monkeypox um, that has been seen before in outbreaks. Um, this is the first time that it has spread like so quickly, you know, in this way. Um, and and so because this, this variant, if you will, um, is acting differently than in the past, there's a lot still to learn about monkeypox. Among the things that we um, don't know are, What's the optimal dose of vaccine? Gotcha. And how effective is the vaccine? You mm-hmm. know, when can when can you count on the vaccine protecting you? Um, those those are questions that still need to be answered by research. Um, you know, they've already kind of modified the dosing regimen to try to make the vaccine more available mm-hmm. to more people. Um, so that's something. The effectiveness of that needs to be studied. Um, you know, kind of the natural course of the disease um, and um, you know, just ensuring. You know, in my in my specialty, my specialty is really the uh, risk to people at work, and so healthcare workers caring for people with this, and because that has not been really on the horizon before, um, you know, uh, understanding the optimal ways to protect the healthcare workers um, that are caring for people with uh, this disease.
1: That's exactly why I reached out to you because I saw that article that you shared with um, uh, the University of Maryland campus and along with the other resources that you shared with me as well, I'll be sure to give this to our audience because we do get questions about issues, um, about research, particularly around monkeypox. And this information on our first episode of our podcast, I think is very, very helpful. Um, I think going forward as we t- share on this platform, our goal is to provide information and um, for professionals, from people with lived experiences who can share their thought and start a conversation. So um, you won't... This will be the first time you hear from me. I thank you for joining us today. I won't be a stranger. That's it from us from the bridge. And thank you guys for joining us today and pay attention. And we'll see you guys for the next episode. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the bridge podcast. To learn more about the patients program, visit our website at www.patients.umaryland.edu.